Daddy Nasty Podcast. Are we ready, guys? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. On one, two, three, we're rolling. What's going on, guys? It's your man, Danny Nasty. We're back over here at Jambox Entertainment Studios. I'm feeling great. And I'm here with my brother from a different mother, Mr. Lee Evans. I love my man. How you doing, Lee? (laughs) (laughs) We're barking today. I like that. We never did the bark in the beginning. We never did the bark, yeah. That's a dope bark. I like that bark. (laughs) You know, today's obviously a very special day. First of all, it's like rainy out. It's a little cloudy. All good. Uh, Me and my next guest took the train in together from Park Slope, Brooklyn. And today's a special day because today we're going to be interviewing... My firstborn, my offspring, my baby girl. Oh, wow. That's hey, right. That's awesome. Lexi Nasty is in studio. Lexi Nasty. All right. <laughs> Give it up for Lexi Nasty. Woohoo! Yeah. Lexi is mean and ready to get going. I'm just kidding. She looks beautiful. Let's describe what you got going on. We always describe what our <laughs> guests look like. She's got, would you call your hair light brown? Yeah. She's got long light brown hair. She colored it blonde last summer she worked her ass off all summer she wanted to save some money so the end of the summer she became a blonde she's got a lot of earrings a lot of rings uh she's got a very cool t-shirt let me see the t-shirt there you go she's got a david bowie t-shirt right now david bowie that's respect oh wow nice she's got some jeans on some air force ones and uh she looks beautiful she's my baby girl yeah you know they say when you have daughters your first born daughter is a replica of her daddy what do you think, babe? I agree. You do? Yes. Okay, you don't have to put your hand over your mouth when you talk to the mic. <laughs> My bad. So listen, I was really excited to have you here today because it was actually you and your sister Stella that inspired uh, doing season two of the Nasty Podcast. And so this all happened really because I don't know what was going on. You know, we went through COVID. Everyone was camped out at home or upstate or, you know, wherever you were hiding out when things, you know, got bad during the pandemic. And um, I don't know. I just remember my wife being really hard on herself. And I think the kids were hard on her also. You know, she felt like she wasn't bringing in a lot of value because before we had kids, when we first got together, my wife was always in the workforce. Um, She was always hustling. She was interior design and you know, working for this firm in the uh, design building in Miami when we lived down there. And I don't know, I think just over time, you know, we got pregnant with Lexi and I was like, what do you want to do? She's like, I want to be home. I want to be a mom. And I think for like New York standards, we got, you know, she got pregnant and we were young for New York standards, you know? So I don't think either of us knew what that meant when she's like, I want to be home. I want to be a mom because your whole life changes, right? right? You, you stop working. You're at home now. Your only communication is with like little kids and, uh, it's very isolating and it's a lot of work and it's yeah. 24 hours a day. And I've always mm. told my wife, like the, our happiness in our home has always come from her, I feel. You know, like she was always the one, and I'm embarrassed to say, but she was like really changing all the diapers. She's the one that like had the stamina to like play with the kids 24 seven. She's the one that took them to all the play dates and went to all the school publishing parties, you know. As I've gotten older, you know, I've appreciated how much she's done and I've I've wanted to be more helpful, so I'm getting more involved with the sports stuff and things like that. But could you change a diaper? 
I changed a few diapers, not a lot, and I'm a punk for that. I'm a punk for that because my friends now, you know, I'm 43 years old. My friends now are really just, you know, getting married and having their kids, and I see how they're carrying themselves. And, you know, um, like Anthony, for example, Sage's husband, what a great dad. I mean, this guy is, like, changing diapers. He's doing bath time. He's doing bedtime. Like, he's really, like, he's really doing it, you know, and I'm really proud of him. So I just felt like... You know, I think sometimes, like, when you live in the house and you have daughters, and they don't really see the whole picture. They don't they don't understand, like, how hard you're working and how much time you're putting in and how much uh, of a hustler their mom was and how much of a hustler she is today just as a mom, like, being able to take care of mm-hmm. them. And I think, like, sometimes they've, in anger, like, lashed out or made comments, like, you know, making, you know, I think making my wife feel like her life wasn't important, like she wasn't doing anything with it. And I think my wife a little bit started believing that. So... On the other hand of this is like, you know, um, my daughter Lexi is very ambitious. There's no doubt in my mind that like whatever she decides to do, she's going to become incredibly successful. I feel like she's going to own her own business, you know, and her, her sister's an athlete and plays hockey. But I also wanted to create this season because I wanted you to hear from all these different women from all different professions, whether they already hit success or they're in the process of hitting success. I wanted you to be able to turn back and listen to these other women that have been able to really create nice, beautiful things with their lives. And I thought they were really good role models for you. And I also wanted you to understand that your mom is a role model. And just because she's home and she's taking care of you guys every day doesn't mean like you know she's not doing anything with her life she's doing the most with it allow me to jump in here i do think she's a good mom i do not think she's a bad mom for being a stay-at-home mom she's actually a very excellent mother i appreciate her very much she does everything she can for us she really raised us and she's like the best mom i could ask for so i don't think that takes away any of her worth i might have said that when i was like younger but that was very arrogant despite i was eight years old but as i grow older and i become a young lady i watch my mom and i just see how much she's done for us and everything like she dedicated her whole life to us and to be honest that's a flex w mother right there yeah definitely i think she's the best mom in the world and i think like i don't even know where she gets her energy from like all the years that she was running around like literally like she was always sitting down with you guys doing activities keeping your mind busy like coffee <laughs> yeah you know running around she's goofy she's weird she's funny and those are the things that i love about her too but like you know it's important that you know when you're in a family that you just you know you have to support each other you got to love each other you got to bring the best out of each other like obviously we're human and we're going to get into fights we're going to say things that we don't mean but um i wanted you to come in here too because like you know how often do you get to like sit down with a 14 year old and really just like get your perspective on life i feel like your generation is so different and i feel like it just took such a big jump from like when i grew up to like where you are right now with like electronics with social media with like all the sh- all the stuff that i almost said shit but it's okay she's heard me say that with all the stuff that comes up with it but i want to back up a little bit let's start with like let's start with like the pandemic you know because like you went into sixth grade you know, you didn't really have your junior high experience because I think it was, what, by the time you went into seventh grade, you were it home? It happened in seventh so grade. So let's talk about that a little. What did you think of the pandemic and, like, New York? Like, how did all of that make you feel? And, like, let, let's get into all that. We never, like, really, like, sat down and, like, talked about Wait, that. So, so you're in ninth? She's yeah. in ninth grade now. now. Okay. Right. She started high school okay. this year. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's my last month. Next month, I'm going to be a sophomore. That's awesome. But I want you to start with like sixth grade and then when the pandemic started. I want you to like talk to me about your experience with that. Okay, so I guess I went into sixth grade and I was just happy to like 
it was new because I grew up on La Berry side. My whole life, we moved downtown. I went to middle school. It's just it's very different than elementary school, especially where I was located. So it was very different, and it was just nice first year. And then seventh grade hit. It was pandemic hit, and at first it was actually really sick. Everyone's happy. Oh, we get two weeks off of school, and everyone's like FaceTiming, staying up late every night, and everyone's like, "This is awesome." And then we get another month off of school, and we're like, "Oh, like this is still fun, but like we're kind of missing seeing everyone." And then we realize, "Oh, we're not gonna go back to school," and that's when like it hit, cause everyone like started missing school and like I guess missing our peers. But it was also at, as much as it was annoying not being able to socialize, it was really fun, cause like. We didn't really have responsibility. Like it was just so like it was a good time actually. Like everyone was just away and on their phones all day, and it was it was fun making whipped coffee. Yeah, but did you feel like you don't feel like at any point in time like you felt depressed or felt like you know it was it was a heavy burden over you like being home every single day and you know not getting out and you know being on your phone and being on electronics all the time like did any of that do you feel like any of that like messed with you like do you feel like it changed you in any way um so i'd say um in seventh grade I was completely fine, but I think when eighth grade hit and we were on Zoom every day, that was, I didn't ever get depressed, but that was like depressing being on my computer screen every day because I knew what my next day would come. Like it was the same day every day, and then I wouldn't do anything after school, like after my Zoom call. So it was like the same thing every single day. So what did you experience like when you went out like in the streets? I want you to think like pandemic time. Like when we, like if you walked anywhere or you had to go do something outside, like did you see a difference in like how you felt or the difference of anyone's like behavior on the streets or anything like that? Like before pandemic versus in the pandemic? Yeah, there was a lot more crazy people out and a lot of people I noticed were very mixed about this pandemic. Like some people weren't taking it seriously at all and some people were. And during the beginning, a lot of people like just good thank god took it seriously but starting in the middle people like didn't care to wear their mask or anything and it was just like they weren't protecting other people so not everybody was taking it seriously so i felt unsafe when people weren't like like i guess not following rules because this virus like i just want my life back and no like it's us people who can get like the virus over with quicker so by not having people follow the rules with the mask like put all longer like wait for like their own reasons which was like annoying Mm -hmm. did you feel like um like do you still feel like people should be wearing masks or do you feel like we're past the time of people wearing masks like what do you think now i feel like we're way past the time at school though it's so bad i'm like the only kid who doesn't wear a mask because um growing up in new york city um just that's the way it is everyone here wears masks so i'm like one of very few kids in my grade who wears a mask but i feel like we're who doesn't wear a mask who doesn't who doesn't wear a mask and like there are still cases but i feel like they're way less worse than they are and i feel like we're gonna have to gradually stop wearing a mask but everyone's too scared too because they don't want to get made fun of so like that's what my friends say too they're like oh i want to stop wearing a mask but then i don't want to be called an anti-masker which is another big thing because now there's social media accounts taking pictures of kids without masks calling them anti-maskers so that's putting like has anyone ever called you an anti-masker no because actually no it like it was during the time when you wear masks and you didn't wear yours there's a whole instagram account for it that's crazy huh yeah whoa so um let's fast forward into high school 
So I remember, you know, for us, it was really, you know, the thing is, this is the difference. Like I grew up in the suburbs. My wife grew up in the suburbs. And so our dream was to like raise the kids in New York, you know, with culture and tradition and, you know, the melting pot of the world, the art, you know what I'm saying? The food. So we were like so excited to like give our kids like crazy amounts of like culture. Um, I think what most people don't know is like we don't go through the private school system like we go through the public school system like in my family. And it's not like in the sub, it's not like in the suburbs, like you're, you know, you go to the school, whatever your town is in, that's your school. Right. And then that's your junior high. And then that's your high school. Right. In New York, it's it's different. And you're zoned and, you know, it's like a whole process to like really get into school. So when we moved to Brooklyn, you know, initially, you know, Lexi wasn't so happy about that decision because all she knew was Manhattan. And uh, I felt like it was much better for the family because they were gonna get their own bedrooms, we're gonna have more space, um, it was a little bit cleaner, we're gonna save a little bit of money. And I always just wanted to get into Brooklyn because I just, I love the culture, I love the energy, I love the people, and I knew my kids would love it like once they, you know, spent some time and realized, you know, what Brooklyn brought to the table. So we moved there, but she decided she wanted to stay in school in Manhattan. And she got into a really good public school that I think only like 2% of the kids get into, which we're really proud of her because she, you know, she does pretty good with her grades. So, um, what school was that? A Bard High School Early College. Oh, okay. So now, as parents, we had to go and get comfortable with the fact that now my daughter, who's 14 years old, has to get on a train by herself from Brooklyn to Manhattan, get on a bus or another train, and then get to her school, and then, you know, worry about that on the way back. I mean, let alone Lee, it's like scary when it's your 14-year-old daughter, and it's like, you know, after the pandemic and during, you know, and, you know, the city's a little funny right now. Obviously, crime's been on the rise, and, um, you know, there's been, like, some uncertainties, and there's been some, like, weird things happening for sure. So, like, that was, like, a big thing that, like, me and Lauren had to get over. It was, like, all right, we have to let her grow up, you know? Like, I don't feel like there's 14-year-olds in, like, suburbs that are, like, coming into the city by themselves, hanging out, and then going out. Like, even when she hangs out socially, she's hanging out in Manhattan with her friends, like, not supervised, you know, fully, like, I trust you. This is where you're going to be. This is what time you got to be home. You got to be careful. You got to make sure you don't talk to anyone. You know, and there's people that come up to her. She tells me that, like, you know, say crazy shit and scare her, you know. But it's like a crazy experience. Especially now. I mean, especially now because people just over everywhere. People are just wilding. I mean, they're just doing stupid stuff, man, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's just ridiculous. So, you know, um, you know, I, I mean, I totally get it, you know, that you want to just culturize your daughter. And, you know, it's very important for her to really kind of get the real experience, yeah. you know. But it's just the timing right now is like, you know, really questionable. So it's just yeah. decisions that you have to it's make. It's just scary. That, you know? It would have been scary if, like, things were normal. But right, now, right, exactly. You, know you, still, have, you still have to Right, it's deal even with that. scary. Yeah. Like, our other daughter goes to school in Brooklyn. Like, she's got to take a public bus it goes straight to the school though, which is good. And then she walks home and like that even took some getting over, to, you know, she's 12 years old. So I don't know, like, how do you feel about Brooklyn now? Do you, do you love Brooklyn now? Like, honestly? Um, I'd say I like Brooklyn, just like it's kind of boring. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I, I prefer Manhattan. Like it's really nice at the end of the day to come home to Brooklyn and it's just quiet. And like, it's just, it's a whole different vibe, like an energy, which I really enjoy, but like, we well, the part that I really don't like is like I don't have a view and my room's like kind of dark, and <laughs> like I just like I 
I like the energy of all the people, so it's kind of like just boring. So are you saying like socially you like being able to go hang out in Manhattan and like hang out with your friends and do what you got to do, but then come back to the quiet in Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. And you don't have to love it either if you don't love it. I thought you did like it. I know your sister's feeling it a lot, but... um, Where do you hang out in, in Manhattan? Literally everywhere. It's just whatever we can do or find places, we'll just, like, go and hang out. It's because, like, I don't know, we can go anywhere. I know that she goes to Union Square. I know she goes to the East Village. That shades me out right now because East Village is super shady. That's just where we meet. Union Square is so boring. She likes to go thrift shopping, right? Yeah. Union Square's got all of those little shops and farmer's markets and all of that stuff. You don't like that stuff, right? No. Uh, That's not nice. That's not, like, 14-year-old stuff. So what else? What else you want to talk to talk to us about? I don't know. You're the person asking questions. That's true too, Lee. Anything you have for a 14 year old kid you want to know about today? Um, He's like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so how how is your how is your school? How is your school now? You know how how is your school curriculum? Um, it's good, like, I really like it, just, like, I feel like a lot of times, like, I'm missing out, like, having a regular high school experience, because it doesn't feel like growing up in New York City that it's, like, that's the way high school should be. Yeah. You know what it is? Like, when you grow up in the suburbs, you think, oh, I wish I lived in the city. And then when you live in the city, you think, oh, I wish I lived in the suburbs. Like, the grass is always greener. Always greener, yeah. You know, I'm more interested, like, I want to know, like, for you, like, do you feel like, er, like, since the pandemic, like, I, I see, I've seen my kids' behavior shift in some ways. You know what I mean? Like, ever since the pandemic's been pretty much finished, you've gone to high school, um, you're in Manhattan every day. Like, do you feel a difference? Like, I see, I, I, I see a lot of things changing. Let me give you some examples of what I think, Lee. Um, you know, she mentioned the whole mask thing, which is cool. Um, I think a lot of things changed in school also with like talking about like teachers talking about where they stand politically, for example, and I don't want to get into political conversation. Like when I was going to school, I never knew if my teacher uh, was a conservative, was a Republican, was an independent. I didn't know. And I didn't care to be honest with you. So I think today that's different. I never knew what like my teacher's like sexual orientation was. You know, um, and I also didn't care. Right. Um, and I think there's also like a lot of things happening with like pronouns, you know, like even if you go to like a Starbucks today or you go to like Petco, which I didn't notice until recently, like on the name tag, there might be a name that says like Kim, but it'll say like uh, she and her, you know what I'm saying? And like, I'm just trying to get a better understanding. Like, I don't know if, if I'm getting really old or, you know, I just, I want to always be in a place where I keep an open mind and I, and I, and I understand what's going on around me. I understand the generation in front right, of me. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was hoping maybe you can like talk about that a little bit too. Like, what do you think of, we'll go one topic at a time. Like, what do you think of like your teachers telling you and if they tell you, you've told me where they stand politically, then I want you to tell me what you think of like, you know, knowing their, what their sexual orientation is. And then we can go from there. Um, politically, I kind of feel like it's inappropriate because sometimes they'll make you feel bad or the class will gang up on you. So I definitely think that's inappropriate. And as far as it goes for sexual orientation... No, no, slow down. Let's go one thing at a time. Do you think it's inappropriate for the teacher to let you know 
where they stand politically? Yeah, because they're supposed to teach us. <laughs> okay, but why do you feel like that's inappropriate? Because for the children who feel have different opinions, they're not free to speak it in a free country, which we should have. So do you feel like there's things that you might want to say in class and you're fearful of saying it because you're afraid that if you do, you're going to be judged or ganged up upon? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like there's definitely beliefs that I believe and like... Sometimes, like, I cannot say it at all, or my school cancel me. So, I just you being serious right now? Our school cancels everything. Like, if you're a Republican, they will cancel you. What does that mean, cancel you? Like, make posts about you canceled, you get no more friends. Like, like shutting you out, shutting you down. Wow, wow. So, the school, the student body yeah. will cancel you. Yeah. Do you think, like, for example, I don't know where you stand politically. Let's say you were a conservative, right? And let's say you're, let's just say you're Republican, hypothetically, okay? If you're a Republican, let's say, and you were open about that to your teacher, for example, do you think that would affect your relationship with your teacher if your teacher was a Democrat? Yeah, a Like, lot. for real? Like, definitely? Yeah, they just, like... Also, my school is a liberal arts school, mm -hmm. so uh, there's uh, our whole school's liberal. So I feel as though if I were a Republican, it would just it would backfire so badly. Yeah, but don't you feel that it's early to just take a stance? You know, to to, to just kind of choose. You know, you should be in in the area where you're just asking questions. You're just getting information, mm -hmm. you know, about all of the parties. You know, what is a Republican and what is a Democrat and what is a liberal, you know, yeah. and, you know, and what is a conservative, you know. So, um, so, you know, on that, you know, in that respect, I would say it's probably good to have these conversations with your teachers, you know, because even if it's, if they're telling you something you're not against, you, that you are ultimately against, it's information that you can use right to help you forward. make an intelligent decision but i'm very sad to hear that because that means like if there's certain things that she's feeling or wondering about she's holding it inside right. instead of bringing it out and saying wait like i can't talk about this because i'm scared of what yeah the reaction it's, it's, is exactly be. and that doesn't just go with politics that goes with anything it goes with with uh, sexual you know gender and everything yeah. you know i mean yeah. um you know if someone is, you know if a teacher is um uh, gay, is this? Mm -hmm. Could you still say gay? I, I think don't so. know. I don't know. Yeah, can you still say gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So if, so if a teacher is gay, you know, and you're anti-gay, and you're 14 years old, you're probably anti-gay because your parents are anti-gay. So now you need to get another perspective, and now they're bringing you another perspective. So right. this is good. You know, it's good to get as many, much information from as many different sides as possible, and then reach you know, your own decision. I actually feel really bad for you. I, would, I don't want you to feel that way at school. Like, I don't want you to feel like you got to hide how you feel. I think it's important that, you know, that you be bold, you be courageous, and that if you feel something or you're wondering about something, you should be able to share that because that's what school is for. Like, I never knew personally, like, I never knew if my teachers were Republican, if they were Democrat, or if they even cared about politics. It just wasn't something that was discussed, like, when we were growing up. At least for me, I can't. I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking for me. Um, All my close friends, though, they like. I won't care to tell them because they're my friends. They won't care. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're most of my friends know where I stand, but like, I'm not gonna go tell random people. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you also shouldn't have to be fearful because, first of all, you're very bright. You're very smart. You're really very, very intelligent. 
and um and I don't ever want you to ever hold back how you feel and you know what you feel like you want to share because I think the things that you say are incredibly valuable and I think you're also a very persuasive individual so I think like you might even come across people that have a different opinion than yours but then once they hear yours they might start agreeing with you because you have such an articulate way of sharing how you feel so what do you think about like knowing what your teacher's sexual orientation is do you think that's cool or do you think that's not necessary like what's your feeling on that i actually think that's great because um i have a few gay teachers and for some kids for them it's hard to come out they can talk to teachers that they trust and by developing that relationship you can kind of like hear their stories and what happened for them so like honestly like i don't think that's bad or anything like i actually think that's really good for teachers sharing their orientation because it just allows us to know we have a safe place to talk with our teacher about ours or if we want help or advice or if we're getting bullied about it we can always go to the teacher we trust and get their advice or input on it if we don't have like family at home who we can talk to about about our orientation and we'll have that teacher who can right okay that's cool yeah i like that yes so can you explain to me the whole pronoun thing a little bit better so I can understand it? Because I don't, I don't know if I understand it or what I need to understand about it. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm like, I need you to school me is what I'm saying. I'm a little confused about it. So there's a lot that you need to understand. So basically, um, we are assigned a gender at birth. We, it, gender is not something you are assigned. It's your identity. Like It's what you identify as. You are born with a part, and it can be a man or woman's part but that is just a human part. What is the difference is your identity. You could be a, have a woman's part, but then you can feel as though you identify as a man and you like all the stuff like in the man um, box that they like or they seem to um, choose. So you can be born with a woman's part, but you can your identity is a man. Like you love everything they do. Like you have your girl part, which you can't change because that's how you were born. Because we don't get to pick, but you feel as though you identify as a man. Or let's say you're not really comfortable with any of the genders. You don't feel like they pick you. That's they or them. Because even though they or them um, is like a group of people, it's also meaning like you, you just don't feel comfortable as a girl or a boy, so you just rather not say, or let's say you're trans or something and you really just don't feel comfortable yet, you just say they or them if you, like, you just don't want to share it. Like, like your gender is not something you are assigned, it's your identity. You are assigned a part, but you are like, you choose your own identity. Yeah, like I, like I was opening up my Instagram recently, like the new one that I have, the private one, and I noticed like in the profile now they have a specific section for pronouns. So like like even today, like when you're communicating or you're meeting people online through like TikTok, Snap, whatever you're on, um, is this something that comes up initially like when you talk to someone, when you meet someone? Like or is it something that you just like read off their profile so you know like she prefers she and her versus or do some kids just not care? Like um, it's very mixed. Some kids care, some kids don't. Some kids make fun of it, which um, is just not cool. But um, to be honest, like, it just really depends on who you're talking to. Like, I have friends who, like, honestly just don't care, and then I have friends who do care. But you'll either, like, if I'm on TikTok, Snap, Instagram, that's not how you find out. Like, it depends the type of person they are, and if they want you to know, they'll tell you beforehand. But if they don't care, they're not going to tell you. Or, like... Literally, that's literally it. Have you ever been in a position where you had a female friend, uh, she has a female part, but identifies 
as he or him, where you've made the mistake of saying like she, you know, she likes it, even though she would prefer to be pronounced as he likes it. Like, have you ever made that mistake? Has that come across in your life yet? Yes, I, I have, but they're very understanding about it. If you do it multiple times, there's no excuse. That's just you like not acknowledging them. But if it's an accident and you catch it right away and apologize, they're not going to care. But if you keep making the same mistake, they're going to feel like you're not validating what they identify as. And that's not cool to them because they need to know that um, they're valued just as much as anyone is. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's, well, you wouldn't probably know this, but is there more transgender now growing? Um, definitely, I but I know there's way more gay than there is, like, back in your day. Like, um, now. Well, open about it. You, I don't know about Yeah, more. open about it. Because yeah. actually, according to research, most people are born bisexual, just they're too scared to come out. Mm-hmm. So, the good thing about our generation is it's very open. Like our like your generation is not going to be open to gays. A lot of them, so I guess it's our generation going to make it open to the future generations and everything. But like that's the thing. Everyone's very open, and if you might not be able to come out to your parents, you can always come out to your peers or teachers. So no, I think that's good. I don't think anyone should hold the secret for so long because it's like poison. But I've never. Like, I've always been very comfortable and self-assured about what I like and what I want, you know. So um, I've never, I believe in unconditional love. I've never had any issue with homosexuality or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, love is love to me. So I think that that's cool. I just, I don't know. I, I really just didn't understand it. You, like, explained it really well to me right now, so I understand that. But, like, do you think that this is something that's necessary, like, for society to understand about your generation? Like... Do you think this is something that should be a part of the fabric of every day? Like, this is something to really know about people and to, like... Yeah, because a lot of people are misunderstood or they're not, like, known who, about who they are. Like, you can look away on the outside, but that's not who you are on the inside. Like, it's just so different. So I feel like definitely the older generations need to stop, like, making jokes or, like, bringing our phones into everything. Because, like, this is what the generation is and this is who people are and they have to like get out of their closed box and like just understand this is what the world is 2022 and this is what the world's going to continue being yeah i agree with you well said so what do you want to be when you grow up do you have an idea do you have a sense of what you want to do with your life um i think i want to go into law you do yeah you want to be a lawyer yeah okay do you know what kind of a lawyer? For divorce. For divorce? Why? I don't know. Like, I like the drama of it. And, like, I don't know. I know it's sad because it's breaking up marriage. But, like, I want the right person to win. And, like, just, I don't know. Just, like, deciding the organization of who gets what. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I just like that. All right. What do you think about the um, Johnny Depp uh, the divorce case. Oh my god, Amber is such a liar. Ew, we do not like her. We do not stand her. Your team Depp? Yeah. Why do you think Amber's a liar? Do you see how long she takes to answer and she she says so much words yet doesn't say anything? Mm-hmm. Like it's so obvious she's lying. You think lying. she's lying for sure? Yeah, do you? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, I watched a little bit of it, not too much, but um, I think that you know, there's probably sprinkles of truth and lies on both parts. 
And I think at the end of the day, they're just going to have to go over all the actual evidence and make a decision based on that. Yeah, I think... Um, I think it's very sad that it's uh, happening publicly, but I also feel like the fact that... I feel like Johnny Depp like has been very private throughout his whole entire life. So I feel like the fact that you know he's so this is such a, such a public thing that um, you know he really wants the truth to come out, like what his truth is, his version of it. So I find that kind of captivating to see. Yeah, she you know? definitely seems very crazy, and like none of her things are her lies aren't adding up at all. So I definitely just think she's just trying to get herself out of a bad situation she's got herself into. Yeah. What makes you feel good? What makes you happy? Like, what do you do to feel good, like, if you're not feeling good one day? Socializing or phones. And this is a thing that bothers me about the older generation. Our older generation likes to bring phones into everything. They're like, why don't you hang out with your friends in person? We're hanging out with them online, which they don't understand because they don't grow up in our generation on our phone. And our phone is such a big part of our life that they just see it as, like, oh, a distraction. But it actually can help you, too, throughout life. Because if you want to, like, go into something with video games... In the future your phone's there for you or a lot of people have online friends that you can no matter what talk to which is really nice or like it's just it's a way it's just nice you meet new people it's a way because um we live in new york city and it's such a big city so we can like meet all people around the city and just really know everybody i know but i think what your generation and i think what you missed the point sometimes and your sister i get that like i'm understanding that more and more because that's all you guys know Okay, that's we obviously that's not all we know because we had a life without it and now we have a life with it. So like your mom and I and Lee over here, we know the difference between what life is like with a phone versus without. I just think the thing that you're missing and that your sister's missing, your generation's missing is that sometimes it's nice and nothing can replace just putting your phone away. For example, going into like Prospect Park with a friend and just going for a walk, kicking it, putting the phone away, just laughing. We like do that, Being though. present and enjoying the weather. We do that, though. You guys, like, have a problem with anything with the phone, though. That's the issue. Well, listen, you do research, right? And, like, research also shows, like, too many hours and too much time on the phone also creates depression. Yeah, definitely. Anything of too much is bad, but I definitely do think a phone is something important in this generation. Too much of anything is bad. Like, personally, I can't be on my phone for too long or my eyes hurt. Like, I will make sure to take breaks. So I just really think it just depends on how you're uh, having your time with your phone. Mm -hmm. So what advice would you give your sister? Like, what's the best advice you could give Stella? Just About her phone? No. Just in anything in life, you're 14 years old, you're a big sister, you're mature, you're smart. If there's any advice, any key words you could give Stella, for example, what would you tell her? Don't try to, like, be someone you're not or don't try to, like, if you see all these kids doing this one thing, don't try to because you're just going to keep seeing it and then end up insecure. So you really just have to be your own person. And sometimes, you know what, this is kind of advice on my part, you're going to get in trouble, but you know what, sometimes it's worth it. So just take the punishment. <laughs> all right. You want to have any... Um you did such a great job today, honey. I enjoyed this. I don't want to go too long. Yeah, I have another question about the phones. Um, when, so when, um, when does a phone become too much in in your in your eyes? Because I'm I'm kind of missing because you're saying like you know the older generation doesn't get you know um, why we use phones as much as we do, you know, and what the value of that is. 
you know. So, um, in my in my opinion, um, yes, you know, the phones are are taking over, but because of the pandemic, they've become you know even more of you know of of an integ- integral part of your life. You know, uh, coming up. So now, what? When? When is it good to just kind of like Danny says, to put the phone down and let's just have some one-on-one conversation, good times. You know, with friends and you know, um, nothing with nothing about a phone. Um, definitely, if you're just laying in bed all day, not being productive, and you have things to do, or like you just haven't got up and you haven't ate, like definitely, if you're just the only thing you're doing is your phone. Like, you don't make any other plans. Like, if you're just laying in bed all day being a blob on your phone, like, I think that's way too much. Like, like obviously, when you wake up, you're going to go on your phone and all that. But then you also need your time with your actual friends and um, just, like, enjoying the life outside of a reality, like, um, outside of a phone reality. So now, when you have time with your friends, right, and you, a bunch of friends get together, do you guys go on your phone? Of course. <laughs> there you have it. Because we make TikToks or like it's funny or there's drama or something or like we take pictures of each other. It just makes the time so much better than if we didn't have a phone. Like it's something you guys will never understand because if you grew up with phones, I will 100% bet all my money on it that you guys would be the same. It's just you guys didn't grow up with the phone and you like, as an adult, it's different. You guys are like adults. You don't understand. But like <laughs> if you grew up with the phone, you guys would do the same as us all right there you have it yeah, mr lee yeah, that's it <laughs> all right she's schooling us thank you yeah. by the way well we know e- elon musk uh once says that um you know we are all gonna be um what's 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 the word oh what's what's the word um uh what what's what's the what's the what's the word like not, not like, robot like so. when you're half robot yeah yeah uh, I know, it's uh, like the chip that like, a, like a cyborg. He says that the only difference is that we have to learn how to interface the phone to your brain. You know, cause, and once a company is able to do that, then you'll have access. Because we, can have, we have access to the phone to everything that there is to know, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, but the quicker that we can access that speed, the quicker the access speed to that, then the more of a cyborg you actually Yeah, that's become, wild. You know, so it's just a it's just a really crazy thing to think about, you know, is that, you know, if you could if you could if a company could come up with a way to just kinda put install that chip somehow, then you know, it just so it just changes the game. Now you become you and your phone are like now Some one chips the have been made to like unlock your front door that you so there's a chip. Actually I'm gonna get it when I'm older. You put in your arm and you unlock your door with it. So you don't have to have keys, you unlock like a safe, like anything you want in your house, a drawer. That's it's wild. sick. Yeah. All right. I wanna thank you for making time today to hang out with your dad. I like that you said really beautiful, warm, kind things to your mom in the beginning. I think she'll be happy to hear that if she tunes in and listens to this. And um, I hope that this whole experience is something you can look back on. You can listen to the interviews with all the people that me and Lee interviewed here, all the women that were big-time female role models. And if you ever need any kind of inspiration or you need to get over a hump, it's something that you can use to listen to. 
and uh, and I love you, and I think you're going to do big things with your life. I really do. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow your boy at Nasi Podcast on Instagram, and now on TikTok, my daughter, who uh, is my social media manager for TikTok, she runs the whole page. It's at Danny Nasi. She just opened it for me and started dropping some content. If you guys want to follow us there, you can. And uh, Lee, Jambox Entertainment Studios on Jam Instagram. Jambox Entertainment, baby, all day. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We love you guys, and we'll see you next time. All right. That was really good. <laughs>